Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Untapped Podcast. My name is Jacob Gable. And my name is Jacob Bortz, guys. Welcome to episode number 100. So sick. Guys, if this is your first time joining us for the Untapped Podcast, first of all, thank you. We are thrilled to have you here with us. We've actually got five main formats of our show. So first, we have Forging Fortitude episodes. Now, in these episodes, we focus on the mental side of our brand, okay? We go over our anecdotal experience with mindset and mentality. We then pass on tips and advice to you guys to then apply to your own lives. Next, we have physical vitality episodes. In these episodes, we really get to showcase our expertise because you have two certified personal trainers here. So in these episodes, we cover everything to do with fitness, diet, nutrition, the gym, fitness programs like 75 Hard. We cover supplements as well. Sometimes we will take trending topics and articles within the fitness industry, and we will give our thoughts and opinions on them. Yes, sir. Guys, our third format is our breaking news format. That is a current event-based format. We go over things going on in the world right now. We touch on our opinions on those situations, but we also give solutions to it. So it's not just doom and gloom. We're also going over stuff that how we solve these issues, what's going on. Our fourth format is our Knights Table format. That is a masculinity-based format. Keep in mind, I'm 25, Wurtz is 25, our producer Mitch is 23. We're not coming to you on some type of high horse as a perfected man at by any means at all. Because of that reason, we are coming to you to bring back masculinity in full force and how important it is to today's world. Now, our fifth format is what we have for you today. It's our guest format is when we sit down with a fitness professional, entrepreneur, somebody with a great story, Somebody that brings you value is the idea there. We do have a little introduction for that uh, fifth format today, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Oh, we absolutely do. We, uh, so, guys, we had been <laughs> hinting at this for a long, long time here with episode 100 coming up. And, and kind of before we jump into this, I think it's important to reflect on this because it's been you know, almost two years of us on the podcast here. And there's a lot of you that have listened, watched every single episode. And, guys, from the bottom of our hearts, all three of us here, thank you. It means the world to us. This is a big episode for us. It's very, very meaningful. And it's a big testament to a lot of things that we talk about. It is. You know, consistency, it is. hard work, discipline, things like that. And we're not stopping. We are no, not stopping. we are not. So our guest today, guys, he is a <laughs> repeat Untapped Podcast guest. First time, two-time champion here on the Untapped Podcast. <laughs> but before he gets to speak here, I had to write a little essay on the accolades of this guy. Uh, I, I mean, mean, you want to talk about a long, yes, long list yes. here. Yeah. So in case you don't know who Mr. Jeff Lavecchio is, this guy, he spent 10 years playing professional hockey, both internationally and here in the U.S., okay? He trains guys like Kyron Williams on the L.A. Rams, Tony Adams on the New York Jets, Trent Frederick, who's a St. Louis guy here on the uh, Boston Bruins. I wonder if you taught him how to fight, too. I'm very curious on I, that. I have a chance. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> he could beat me up oh, one hand. Man, he <laughs> can throw hands, dude. <laughs> couple more names here. Cole McWard on the Vancouver Canucks. Joseph Wool on the Toronto Maple Leafs, just to name a few. He is the co-host on the Hockey Think Tank podcast with over 1 million downloads. Summit slight. Casual number yeah. there. <laughs> and then you have trained thousands and thousands of people all around the world with your GMBM programming. Jeff, it's good to have you back on, dude. Man, I... Dude, this is really cool. Like, this is an honor for me, honestly. Um, you know, I've been on your podcast before, probably, like, Episode 50 around? It was 60? give or take around 30 plus 30, episodes okay. ago. Okay. So about, ago, I don't know, yeah. somewhere in the 60s. So 60, yeah, yeah. 70, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you guys asked me to, to come on on your 100th episode. It's an absolute honor for me. I just had my five year anniversary for my Hockey Think Tank podcast. Oh, let's go. Um, literally wow. this week. Uh, it happened on like Monday or Tuesday. Um, I know exactly like. I remember back to a hundred episodes for us. Like we're, we're maybe 300 now or close. Right. Oh, yeah. And, um, to, 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 I know how hard it is, especially when it's three people doing a podcast together. Yes. So you have, you have a three man crew here and to get three people's schedules to align every week or every two weeks or however often you're putting out episodes is not easy. And like you guys said, you're talking about like, you know, like Andy talks about excellence is the ultimate rebellion and all these things. Well, like you can't be excellent if you're not consistent first and, and you know, hundred episodes guys, badass. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank Seriously. You. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's yeah. dope, it, man. it is. It is. And then not only have you on for the second time, but we are in your brand new dream home gym oh, here, which man. is just, it's so sick. I mean, you Swing. Got, yeah, dude, big time, big time. Boom. I mean, anything you could possibly want. <laughs> That is great. You know, anything you could possibly want for a home gym, I mean, you basically have it down here, dude. I mean, it's it's pretty sweet in here. 
So we're extremely you. thankful to be able to do this in here. Yeah, dude. You know what? It's literally perfect timing. Uh, my wife was out of town for the weekend, so I could like kind of just work the whole weekend sure. and, and, and you know, not have to put a pause on that. And yesterday they came in and put the rack together and bolted it to the ground. And I just got these two craftsman pieces in. So I was glad that it kind of came together for the most part here. It's not done. And it also will never be done, as sure. you guys know. Sure. Like, you guys are both the same as me. You're obsessed with training. I love training tools. I love if I can find something that will help me get a 1% increase in, an, in in some way, shape, or form, I will buy it. I will use it. I want my clients to use it. And so for me, um, it'll never end. But for the most part, it's it's almost all the way done. So I'm glad glad the timing worked out. Yeah. No, it's very, very cool. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in one of our questions, you know, just talking about big goals and whatnot. But I think we uh, I think we hop right into it here. We got a few I, questions. I thoroughly agree with that. Yeah, yeah let's right. do this. Well, let's do it. So, when people are kind of evaluating their life and maybe wanting to make changes, whether it's big or small, it doesn't really matter. In your opinion, in your experience, what should people focus on first? Is it physical fitness? Is it overall mindset? Is it financial freedom? Do you think one is more important than the other? Is there a certain order? <clears throat> like, what are your kind of thoughts on that? The way that I I attack any problem or goal is the same. It's uh, first, like establish like what I want and why do I want it? You know, like what, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? You don't leave your house to drive somewhere that you've never been without putting in the directions into your map quest or your whatever ways, right? Like, you don't just start driving and then hope that you end up at the place that you haven't put in anywhere. You don't know the sure. address, you, so, which means you don't know the route to take. And so it's the same thing with any goal any any problem it's like well where do i want to be what what do i want to be doing what does that look like and then just like i just reverse engineer that backwards what does that look like what you know what things do i need to do to achieve whatever my goals are so first and foremost what i have to say is like you have to decide like what is my goal mm -hmm. and then okay now let's think about some benchmarks working backwards to today mm -hmm. that i can start moving that needle north right. and then after that um, it would be, it would be okay. Now it's all about details and habits, Yeah, habits, consistency, details. I think that, you know, everything, it, nothing happens in a silo. Everything happens together. Like if you work on your physical fitness and you do things that are hard, you're probably going to be able to push through things that are hard for you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Absolutely. I think physical fitness is the easiest one to start yourself down the path of, of constantly trying to level up your life because you have such tangible results. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're trying to, you know, go from $50,000 salary to a hundred thousand dollars salary, that's a massive jump. You're sure. not going to get there in a day, in a week, in a month. Mm -hmm. You're probably not, most likely you're not getting there in a year. Mm -hmm. So like, even though you could be progressing every day because you don't feel those tangible results and you're not getting a bonus every week, right. you're not getting a promotion every week. I think it's harder for people. So I think when you, when you start on your physical fitness first, um, or at least at the same time, you know that I could only do five pushups two weeks ago, but today I'm doing 10. Yeah. And right. in three weeks, I'm doing 20. Mm -hmm. You know, I could do one pull up to start the summer. You know, in, a, in three weeks, I'm doing three pull ups. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's how you build confidence, consistency, and then continually just trying to get a little bit better. And then you can see that you're on the right path. Physical fitness shows you those results sooner than probably anything else. Yeah, right. So that that reverse engineering idea, did you learn that from somebody or somewhere else? Or did you just kind of come no, up with I that? No, I mean, I'm sure I learned it from from somewhere. I, I don't know. But like, I, I just... I'm such a massive proponent and I like that's my thought process with anything because that's like how hockey helped me. Like everything that I do now, it's literally stuff I learned from my hockey career, not being the best player at every level and having to like grind and work to get to that next level, yeah. stay there, be relevant, then try to excel at that to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And looking back, like that, that process for me to become a pro athlete after my junior year, like that wasn't a year, that wasn't two years. Like that started when I was like six years old. Yeah. And it was just like first just having fun, not even know I was working and mm. then intentional work and then like smarter work and mm. then smarter and harder work and then always evolving year after year after year. So it's like, I know what that daily consistency will get you if you just stay consistent. Right. And it might not 
be as soon as you want. It's probably not going to be as soon as you want. But if you have the faith and the belief in yourself and the consistency to get a little bit better every day, I just always believe that I'm going to get to where I want to go. Yeah. I'm going to. Right. And if I don't do that, I know that I won't. So it's like, okay, I'll just like find a way to get a win every fucking day. You know? Right. Absolutely. So I'm curious off that because we were talking about physical fitness, of course. One thing I've heard a lot of the times is if you don't have your health, you you don't really have anything. Right. So I'm curious because obviously you and Kylie, like you can do pretty much whatever you want because your guys' physical health. It's so important long term for you. You'll be able to go into your 60s, 70s, even 80s and be able to do active hikes together, active stuff together. Make it out still. Oh, that's important. That's an important one. That's an important one. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff and Kylie kiss, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's confirmed. It's a confirmed fact. Yeah. But what do you what do you think about that statement? You think that's true? Oh man. I mean, it's, it's massive. Like I know, I know some super uber rich people who are very unhealthy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. because they're very unhealthy, they don't get to enjoy their money and they're super unhappy because they can't do anything with their money. Sure. So like for me, I'd rather be poor and, and healthy and, and, and agile and I can move and I can breathe and I can do all these things than have a ton of money and be be completely out of shape and in the doctor's office all the time in the hospital. So it's like, you know, you've got, you've got to find a way to focus on your temple also because the, the more efficiently your machine works, both brain and Mm -hmm. body in the gym and in life and things like that. And physically the easier it is for you to work. Like you can handle stress better. Right. Like literally like like I started boxing every Sunday with just not, not boxing, but like just hitting that the hand pads with with my buddy, Mm -hmm. Jay Belleville, who owns glove up STL. And I have a couple of my guys used to play with or clients or anything come over every Sunday. And, and, uh, when I don't do it, I don't handle stress as well. Sure. When I do do it, just once a week and like punch the shit out of the pads. Yeah. And it's like an easy release. Crush it's myself. An yeah, yeah. It's like it's like yes. a physical release, and I just have noticed, especially with you know my concussion injuries, where there were there were long periods of time for some of those where I couldn't have that physical outlet. That it was much much harder for me to deal with stress. Yeah. Much harder. No, I believe it. And, and you mentioned earlier too when, you know, like I think you said either with the push-ups or the pull-ups example. You know, you could do one pull-up, and then you could do three, and that gives you that confidence. And the way that that translates into the other aspects of your life is because that confidence was gained, so you're walking around the rest of the day, the rest of the week, month, whatever, like, I'm a bad MFer, you know? Like, yeah, like yeah. I can do this. I can handle this situation at work or in my relationship or with my kids or whatever it is. You know, it, it directly translates, and I think everyone in this room would absolutely agree with that. You know, it's massive. Yeah, dude. I mean, and like you said, it's just the easiest uh – example for you to for you to like look at and be like i did something i didn't think i could do and anyone can do it anyone can fucking do it and it doesn't matter if you start at level zero right today or you start you know it's been a while but i'm like at level five out of ten as far as in shape compared to most people it doesn't matter progress is progress and you take those wins and you're like i did that because with fitness it's not like money where i can give my money to somebody really smart or, you know, if I'm in the government, I can insider trade. Oh, that's, that's always like a good that. one. Yeah, yeah. And they'll, make me, they'll make me a bunch more money. Like, you should have brought the conspiracy glasses. <laughs> well, I mean, or, or you can just take money from all your taxpayers and yeah, send it overseas. You know, that works too, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. But you can't, I could give my money to a super nerdy financial guy who's super smart and he can make me more money. But I can't give him money to make me more fit. I can't give anyone right. anything that makes me more fit. Yeah. Like it's not, that's not a thing. You right. can't do it. So it's it's something you have to build within yourself. Absolutely, and it's an instant con- uh, confidence builder. Sure, and that's why you see sometimes too. There's there's clients that are working with trainers for years and years and years, but they don't change. You know, mm-hmm. it's because the trainer's doing his job or her job of giving you the workouts and walking you through the process, getting you formed down, and all that. But if you're not doing your part when you're away from the trainer or the coach, you're not going to make any progress. Which is exactly why you haven't been. You know, we know some coaches that they're busy. And they have very consistent clients with them in the gym, but the clients don't look any different. You know, and there there absolutely could be fault on the coach. We know there that. could be both ways. We, 100%. we know yeah, that yeah. to be true. Mm. But it's also very obvious if you're doing the things that you know you need to outside of the gym to get progress. And when they don't change, they're clearly not. Yeah, I mean, how you do anything is how you do everything. I'd say like, if your clients aren't getting results, you've had them for a while. You you also need to like 
fucking find a way to get through to them. Exactly. You need to check yourself. You know, like, yeah, exactly. you, you check need, yourself as a trainer, 100%. You, you need to do more. You need to do better, I think. Obviously, you can't control what they put in their mouth, how much they sleep, yeah. how much they drink water, anything like that. But at the same time, like, I know, I'm sure you guys have a bunch of trainers that listen to you since you guys are trainers and so am I. Like, at a certain point, if a client won't do what's asked of them or doesn't bring 100% effort with me every time, like, I cut them. Yeah. For multiple reasons. You might be thinking, oh, but it's an, it's easy money. They come every week and whatever. But, like, that's your advertising. Exactly. So when they're walking around in the world right. and they're saying, oh, I train with, with John Smith and... Then everybody's like, I'm not going to John Smith. Exactly. That's what, yeah, you, you your results, your, yeah. how much <laughs> right. you spend in a month, and you look the same after six months or a year. Yep. Um, you feel the same. You haven't changed mentally or physically. So, like, for trainers, that's something that, like, I tell them all the time, too. Like, you'd rather put more energy into people who are going to do what's asked of them, uh, not only for them to be healthy, which is what you want, but also, like, your clients are your walking advertisements every single day. And they will be the best advertising you could possibly do. Like mm -hmm. that's the proof. Yes, so that word of mouth. Yeah. So exactly. it's so accurate because that that happened with one of my clients where, you know, first three to six months I was on her every time, the two times a week we trained, and then finally after about six months she bought in, did seventy five hard, followed everything that we've been talking about. Next thing you know, she lost like twenty pounds, made all these results, and it's like so that's that's how you actually get through because you have you can't just stand back as a trainer and be like oh yeah they make me free money. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, that's not. It's not. No, it's going to hurt your business. Advertising. In the long yeah, run. exactly. Advertising. And you're hurting that client. Like, 100. Right. Yeah, because right. you maybe, care about these. Maybe people. they you should. Need, maybe they need the peepee -pee slap. Maybe they need the tough yeah. love so that they'll right. actually do what you're saying. Oh sure. wow, he's going to fire me. Like I real, I like coming and working out here. So maybe right. I will. Yeah, even though I'm paying money, he'll fire me because right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then they know you're serious when yeah. that point right. comes. 100. You know, right? Yeah, right. And there's also a level of morality to it as well. You know, if you're just using them for free money and free game and whatnot. Like, are you really doing your job? Yeah, what you signed up all. for? You know, you're no, not. You're no, not. You're just not at not. all. And if you're not going to do that, that for a client, don't take on a client as a trainer. Yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. if you're not going to care about them, don't waste your time. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason you should be training at that point in time. Yeah, right. that's an integrity thing. That's tough. I see that a lot in, like, smaller public gyms. Trainers just, like, going through the motions. Oh, gosh, yeah. And then yeah. all they do is complain that they don't make any money, and I'm like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, have you seen how you walk bro. around? You Look show up in, in your mirror. PJs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been combing your hair in a week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or or they're out of shape themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like probably my personal biggest pet Yeah, peeve. that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Especially like Mike Boyle, he like I think he's gold standard for, yes. for hockey. Um, you know, he always says, like, even if you're well, this is like if you have a lot of clients and you're you're working a lot, he's like, you, you know, you should always be demonstrating, mm -hmm. like not just talking, like showing it. Yes. So even if you can't get a workout in, like in the summer during the off season when I've got up to 140 guys a day on Mondays and Tuesdays, like I'm demonstrating over and over and over and over. End of the day, I have no energy. I can't work out on those Mondays, mm -hmm. or like it's like very very minimal. But, like, I also got in enough to mm -hmm. stay somewhat in shape, mm -hmm. right, sure. by by demonstrating over and over and over all day yeah. long. You and know you're still right? controlling your diet. You're still controlling right. your sleep and, at that point in time to the best of your ability. Yeah. yeah, and when you see that these trainers that we're talking about, not to, like, shit on anybody, but um, they're never demonstrating. They're always hey, exactly. just like, do it this way, do right. it that way. Mm -hmm. But then they're not they're not moving, you right. know. So. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, moving along here. Um, and this this question kind of is is similar in ways. I think your answer might be similar in ways to the first one too. But you know, when people look around, they see your success, whether it's this brand new home gym or you know all the different people you've you've trained, whether it's the pro athletes or the general population clients. You know, your first form athlete, different sponsorships and whatnot. So, what would your advice be when people are starting towards new big goals? And then once completed, what do you do after that then? Yeah, I love that. I mean, again, it's you got to decide where you want to finish. Like, what what is the goal? Like, actually, what is the goal? Like, mm -hmm. you, like the more specific, the better. Again, if you're just kind of specific, that's like driving to a city but not knowing the address. Like, yeah. like if you're not extremely specific with this is what I want or this is who I want to be, mm -hmm. then you can't create the steps to get there. Mm -hmm. And so, f number one, what is your why? And then write it down everywhere. You know, like I have it on my mirror, like, you know, every week or every other week I might change like what's on my mirror, different, different things to like remind myself of why I do things and, and have it everywhere. Write it in your phone. Tell your friends. Mm -hmm. Like I use Instagram all the time to put out things that I'm not ready to do yet. 
but that I want to do. And I mm. put it out there just because I know thousands and thousands of people will see it. And it's like, for me, it's kind of like an accountability thing that sure. I do now. Now that I know that I have a ton of eyes on me and ears into my podcast and stuff like that, I'll say things that I am not ready to do yet mm -hmm. on purpose, knowing if I don't do that, a bunch of people are going to ask me what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And so like find ways to hold yourself accountable, tell people your goals. Cause then if they're your friends, they will, if they see you out and you know, your goal is to lose weight. And, and so part of that is I'm not going to drink anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you're out and you're having a drink and you've told all your friends, I'm not going to drink anymore. Cause I want to lose weight. Yes. Good friends will be like, Hey, you know, I th what's going on? Is everything okay? Like I thought you weren't going to drink and you'd been going for three weeks so far. Is there anything you want to talk about? They can hold you accountable. So right. you have to set the goal. You have to tell people, you have to speak it. You have to write it. You have to do all these things. And then, like I said earlier, reverse engineer, mm -hmm. what does that look like? And what's one step I can take today? And like, actually don't just go from the goal to where I'm at today. Cause that seems friggin' huge. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like, try to break it up into like, well, if I could do this first and then if I'm consistent, I'll hit this plateau and then mm -hmm. this plateau. And then, and then you just every day, every single day, get a win every single day. Like you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days that suck. You're going to have hard days. Mm -hmm. Those are going to come. Um, nobody gets to live without those, right. but it's like on those days, just finding any way to get a win. Yeah. Anyway, like for instance, since we're talking a lot about physical fitness, it's like, you know, your goal is to work out every day this month. Oh, like you, life happens. You have kids, you've you got construction mm -hmm. at your house. You got all these things before bed, drop down and do 10 pushups and 10 squats and then pat yourself on the back and be like, I at least did something to get on the board today. Mm -hmm. And then you take that confidence from that win into tomorrow and you find a way to get it into your routine, whatever that means. And then you don't get that little dip. A lot of people will get that dip where they lose a day and they, they didn't keep a promise to themselves. And then it turns into two, yes. three, 10, 30, spirals. and then it spirals down. Right. So it's like, find a way to get a win and then acknowledge it. Pat yourself on the back. I easily could have got in bed, but I, I dropped down. I did 20 fucking pushups. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. And, and then Absolutely. it's like ninjaing yourself that right. you got to fucking win that day. Yeah. Right. And believing right. No it. No doubt. Because most people would have gotten in the bed before those 20 push-ups or whatever. Exactly. So, so I'm curious too. So obviously, you know, you've, you were showing us your board before this. You have the checklist you hit weekly, daily, even maybe even monthly. So you obviously went from, you know, we knew you had eight to 10 K followers on Instagram, then 30 K and then all, and now you're blown up to past hundred K, which is incredible. What was that? What did that intentionality look like for you? Was that one of your goals to get past that point and just grow and help more people? You know, what did that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care about like how many people follow me to, to be like, I have this many followers. I don't, I've never even said that. Like, I don't care about that. I, I look at it as the more people that follow me, the more people I can help. Like okay. I've learned so many things throughout being very lucky, having some of the best coaches in the world to work with at the NHL level, AHL level, division one level, European pro level. I've worked with amazing coaches and so many coaches with different philosophies from different backgrounds, from different continents, from different countries, mm -hmm. like all this stuff. And, and, and so I've learned a ton and I also had to, to live it because I wasn't good enough. And so I just know that like, if I can, increase my following. I can help more people. And I love that shit. Like I literally am obsessed with the gym. The gym has changed my life. The gym gave me confidence when I didn't have it. The gym made me a better hockey player when I, when I wasn't good enough in juniors and I mm. really got into training. The gym gave me a professional 10 year career. The gym now allowed me to build this unbelievable gym in my basement for my yeah. wife and I. Um, and, and so like, I just love sharing that shit. Like yeah. I'm obsessed with it. If you ask anybody in any public gym who's ever seen me in St. Louis, like I'll be in there for like four hours sometimes because people come and ask me questions and I'll just like start training them. Let's go, let's get after it. <laughs> you know, like, this, but like, that's just, I just, this is all I want to do with my life. So like, that's, yeah. I don't ever want to wear a suit. I want to be in the gym. I want to wear comfy clothes. I want to wear first form tees all day. You know, I like guess right. it's a Bauer pants. What's up? It's just all. <laughs> no, no big deal. Little sponsorship. It's, little new sponsorship. It's, it's, it's all I want to do. And so for me, um, when COVID happened, uh, the first day I turned the camera around, I started talking to the camera. I started doing free nightly workouts at home and yogas and, and stretching sessions for like 60 days. I just kept it every day. Okay. I'll be on at this time. Anybody wants to mm -hmm. join me and more and more people joined. And I, 
probably 3,000 followers then. And the first day I turned the camera around and I started doing that, I sold like $1,000 worth of my GMBM clothing line. Oh, wow. In one night. In one night the first time I started talking to the mm-hmm. camera and I did a free thing. And I was like, holy shit. Like, if I talk to the camera, like... I can connect with people more and yeah, more right. people were reaching out to me asking questions. Why did you do this? Or how did you do that? I can't do that. How do I regress that? And I was like, I guess I got to start turning my camera. Yeah. So then that was the first evolution of me being like, if I'm going to do something, I want to help more people and mm-hmm. I want to grow a business where I can train people online for hilariously cheap, like a fraction of what it would cost nothing. to train with me Absolutely nothing. once yeah. in person. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to be able to do that. And then every year, I've just like been like, oh, well, like a lot of people like videos when I'm coaching in the off season. Mm-hmm. People love seeing like me coaching the guys, what we're doing in the gym, things like that. I've got a bunch of videos with millions of views. And so it was just like learn, adapt, apply, learn, adapt, apply. Oh, this video, they like this type. They don't like this type. Oh, man, I had a thousand shares on this one. So people must really like that one. Oh, this one had 10,000 saves. Okay, so people like hip stuff. I'll sh- keep showing hip stuff. Yeah. I just learn, adapt, apply, learn, adapt, apply, and, yeah. and trying to put out. I don't put out dance TikToks. I don't, I don't, I don't lip sync. Oh, you started things. putting out dance TikToks? Yeah, no, no oh, I will not. My I refuse, word, right? Jeff. Like, and if you want to do that, that, like, that's fine. But like, I, if you just scroll back on my Instagram, I try to provide value every single fucking day for free. Yeah. And it's value that a lot of people pay me for now yeah. to get on a call with me or to ha- be in front of my, you know, and do this type of thing. And like social media, I just like giving that away for free. Yeah. I have a, I have a theory on some of your success as well. You think, and you might agree with this. Yeah. Is it because you always have your toes out? <laughs> no shot. No shot. Dude, I had to start like blocking like key words because anytime I'm barefoot, it gets creepy, bro. But it's like, dude, it's wait, so wait, like what? Oh, just creepy. What? There's people are creepy. People are weird with foot stuff. Oh. People message Kyle all the time, want to buy or use uh, socks, oh, workout yeah. socks. Oh. I've, I've some, heard every girl influencer have that issue. Bro, so, there's yeah. some weird mm-hmm. stuff out there. And like, so, but, <laughs> bro, but what, what sucks the hell? is like, 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 what is wrong with you? Yeah, shoes are so bad for your feet. They are literally so bad for your feet. And so it's like, I except would love... Except for lo- Tolos. <laughs> well, yeah, except for <laughs> Tolos. But like, you got to have like a wide toe box if you're going to wear shoes. Yes. And it's just so much better for you, performance-wise, health-wise, longevity-wise, to not wear shoes when you're doing most things in life mm-hmm. and in the gym. And so like, that's why we always... None of my guys, we don't wear shoes unless we're sprinting or doing some kind of jumps. And so, like, I want to show that because I want to teach people the value. Like, I used to have terribly messed up feet from being in skates all day, uh, every day yeah. for 30 years. Skates are just not meant for it. And, yeah, and yeah. I liked wearing smaller skates because I just liked the feel of, of ha- being more compressed in there. Yeah. And so, like, my feet were mangled. I broke my toes from blocking shots. And so, mm. ever since I stopped wearing shoes, like, my feet, my ankles, my knees, my hips, my back are so much better. So, it's like, I want to show that shit, but sure. then you got weirdos yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Like, it's, but it's whatever it comes to the territory. <laughs> you, you know, you know what's interesting too, Jeff, because you were talking about how you know it's not about the followers, it's not about the views, it's not about the likes for you. You know how I can tell that is because to this day, even past 100k, you still answer damn near every DM you get. So it shows you actually want to help these people, except I, the foot I, ones, except the foot <laughs> ones, except the foot <laughs> ones. Yeah, weirdos. don't don't throw those to him. But yeah, don't toss those over to Jeff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the real truth of the matter is that I think that's a huge tip a lot of trainers online could learn from you. Because just answering those DMs, even when you're at a thousand followers, even up to past 100K, you should still be at mo- at least trying to answer a good portion of those because it shows you care, right? I mean, you know, different people are, have different ways and, and different time constraints. And anybody who says they don't have time, you know, come come hang out with me for a week and see, see what my days look like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. I don't know. I just like, I, I like helping people. So as much as I can answer DMs, if I have a free minute, if I'm taking a deuce, uh, like I'm like I might as well do something where I can get something done. So sure. I'm be sitting there answering people, <laughs> just going to battle, try, answering try, DMs, trying to answer as many people as I can. You know, or like you know, I'm sitting waiting in line that, at the that's coffee an, that's shop. That's an interesting image in my head for sure. That you just put there. Yep. So <laughs> next time you answer DM, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, now where is you know your shit? Well, and I think too, like something I love about your stuff is you're not afraid to share wins, you know, yeah. and, the, and the, that's important as well, you know, for people to see other people's success. Andy talks about this a lot, but you know, with the, with the gym coming along, you're not afraid to share that. When you bought your new truck, you're not afraid to share that. When you and Kylie got the house, you're not afraid to share that, you know, and that's it. Honestly, it inspires us too. It keeps us going to a certain extent as well. When we're 
kind of hitting a null or something. You know, we have these big goals and, and big dreams and whatnot. And we're kind of like, well, where the hell did we get started with this? Or like, there's no way we could do that. But then we see something from you buying a new truck or a house or something. It's like, absolutely, we can do that. You know, so that's also very important. Something I personally love about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I never, ever do anything like braggadocious or anything Definitely not, like that. Yeah. It's just, no. it's like, I, I know that like not having anything given to me, you know, I right. had a great life. Like my, I was, you know, I grew up like, you know, well taken care of by my parents. But then, you know, as I became a pro athlete, it was all on me. And, and, uh, like I've had to grind for this shit, you mm -hmm. know, and I like showing people it because like, I get a lot of questions all the time from coaches, trainers around the world, reach out to me on Instagram. Like, I want to do what you do. And I want to train 20 pro athletes at a time or 20 college athletes at a time. And I'm like, bro, I've been doing it for 16 years, mm -hmm. like 16. And I didn't have, I wasn't able to take on this many guys to like year like nine or 10. Yeah. And, and it was just like every year I was able to learn, adapt, apply, do it a little bit more efficiently, lower cost per client, the mm -hmm. bigger space I could be in. That's important to me. I could charge at least double what I do. I don't mm -hmm. um, like, I, I just like, I do things a certain way. And then, um, when they work, I like showing fucking people because yeah. also I think a big, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, what's a really big part of that is growing up in St. Louis. When I did, I'm an 85 birth year. I'm 38 years old. There was like nobody that was like really making out of St. Louis. Like there was a very, there was a couple mm, guys. Yeah. But like there was nobody like right above me other than Cam Jansen, but because he was only a year above me, it was like, we were the same age, you sure, know? So sure. it was ha like, we were coming up together, not he was ahead of me. So I didn't have any blueprint to look at. It wasn't yeah. Chicago or Detroit or Canada, anywhere right. in Canada where there's all these guys from every town <laughs> everywhere. that have yeah. played pro and played mm -hmm. division one. And, and so like, we didn't have that. And there was one guy who came back like five times who was playing D one. He's now an assistant coach in the NHL. Not surprising that he was a guy who would come back and I thought he was the coolest guy ever. And I was like, dude, I want to do that when I'm older. I want to come back and show them what I'm learning to teach those kids because he yeah. taught us stuff that our coach couldn't because he was at a higher level playing currently. And I was like, damn, dude, I want to, I want to be able to show the kids like all the new stuff and what's possible and where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just become part of my life from an entrepreneurial standpoint too, is that like, you know, I don't invest a ton of money in the stock market. Like I have money and invested and I have, you know, some decent investments, but like I invest in myself. Like yeah. I, I've, always invested in myself mm -hmm. as a hockey player, as an entrepreneur, like as a, like multiple business owner now, like this gym was an investment. Yeah. Like I love it. And I, and I built it cause I want to have somewhere nice to train, but like also like this is an investment in me, in yeah. my business, in my wife's online training business. Like this cost a lot of money and mm -hmm. a lot of time and a lot of effort. Um, and, and like, I want to show people like, look, I'm not fucking afraid to invest in myself. Right. If you want like a better life or you want to control your destiny, like I don't want to have a boss control my salary. Yeah. I don't want to have a boss control my hours, my life. If I need to take a day off, like I want to control my own fucking destiny. And so for me, I just keep investing in myself so I can do things better and better and better. Yeah. And, uh, it's been working so far. I'm not going to fucking stop. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and, I'm, I'm and ready you know to run through a brick wall Dude, right now. Dude, I was going to say Good that concrete Lord. wall over there. Yeah. <laughs> the ball wall, we're going to go right through it. Well, it's like easy. It's... It it's not, it's not easy, but like I think sometimes it's hard to connect with a guy like Andy because he's sure. so successful, right. sure. hundred millionaire, probably on his way to being a billionaire. Right, and it's like he's showing us the way. But but like you guys said earlier in your intro, like we're twenty five. We're not saying we have it all figured out. We're telling you right. what we're doing now. Well, I'm thirteen years ahead of you in my business journey, pretty much about yeah. and in age Both. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so like I I think it's it's important for me to kind of be putting that stuff out there for guys like you. Yeah. So you can see oh, we're in year two, three, four of our business. Like, where could it be? Look, Jeff's 16 in. Right. Okay. Like, let's see what that looks like. So like, wh why would we pack up yes. now if it's not, if we're not, you know, making a million dollars, like right. he wasn't and look where, you know, right. and, and you know, he's getting there now. So like, I think it's important. And what you guys are doing is the same thing for the 18 year old yes. kids, you know, and there's yes. somebody between me and, and probably multiple people between me and Andy, right. <laughs> that I look up to, Sure, you know? So I don't know. I just think it's important to be showing those things and what you're doing. And I don't know. Dude, it really does help us though, because you're, you're absolutely right. Whenever we see that it does give us an extra belief in ourselves. because how much you believe in yourself. It's like, again, like Ward said, we can do this shit. You know, we can make this happen. And there's no reason to believe against that just because, Oh, you're a outlier of the rest of the population that works nine to five has our boss control everything. It's like, no, this is still possible. Even if, you know, your family's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, why are you doing that? Or your friends are like, why are you doing that? And you have to drop that friend group. 
it's you're absolutely right. It is one of those things that it showcases a belief in yourself and how important that is because the person you can trust the most should be yourself, at least hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I'm not I'm not experienced in uh, everything, of course, but I feel like I can rely on myself a lot more than I can anybody else. And there are days where I, I falter in that, and then you see something from you or you see something from even up to Andy. It's like it reignites that belief. Yeah, and it's it's massive for that. It's huge. Right. Well, and it's funny too, Jeff, that you brought up how Andy is just, you know, steps and steps above, especially us and then even yourself as well. But Gable and I here, we've talked about this a lot personally is guys like you, um, Brock Wilson as well, because, you know, he's in the same space as all of us as well, that we almost look to you guys more directly because, one, we know you guys and we're, we are very thankful to be friends with both of you guys. And, and there's other people too that I'm sure I'm forgetting yeah, what we talk yeah. about. But we can look to you guys more immediately and we can ask you guys questions or learn from you more immediately and then apply it directly, you know? And a guy like Andy, it's more big picture and like what's going on with the world. And, you know, obviously he's going a little bit more the political direction, which is still incredibly important. Um, but just, it was funny that you brought that up because we literally talk about that all the time, how we look to more, you know, these guys that are more immediately available because it's more applicable. Yeah, know? I mean, like the things that Andy's able to do on a day-to-day basis aren't the things that you and I can do. No, exactly. Buy, buy a tank isn't or, in the... Yeah. Isn't <laughs> that's, that's not on the cards yet. Or, yeah. or, or pretty much anybody can do, right? Yeah, you know, right. and so like it's... It, it also helps though to see that end goal and like where you could be. Yes. Because he's in the same spot we were at one point, you yeah. know? He's in your spot at one point, a few years later he's in my spot, a few years later he's in other people's spots. Right. So. It's just important that I think that people are always putting that stuff out there and and proving that it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say you were to transition. So I want to ask one more thing one more? while yeah. we were kind of on that second question topic. Earlier you were talking about finding your why. What would you say to people that struggle to find their why? Oh, I mean, well, I, I don't think it should be a struggle to find your why. Mm-hmm. It, some people might have a struggle to find their why, sure. but I think what's – harder is that they don't like i said earlier they don't define their why like dialed enough like when i talk to people about that they'll be like i want to be an actress and i'm like all right movies uh stage commercials like what what is your like that that's too vague it's too vague like dial it down like really like you you have to dial it down into exactly what you want and it's not saying you're going to get it tomorrow, but like, again, you can't decide the route and the steps to take to get to the goal. If you don't define the goal very clearly, yes, very clearly. Um, and I think a lot of people are scared to say what they want because they're afraid to fail. So then they won't mm. even say what they want, but you will never get what you want. If you don't say what you want right. and tell people and put it out there and decide because then again, you can't decide the route. So it's like, you can't be afraid to fail. Like it's failing is not a real thing. Anyways, fail. Like everybody says, you know, like just learning. Yeah. yeah. Failure is not final. Like, dude, the more I fail, like the, the quicker I get better at things, you yeah. know, like it's the second I stopped being afraid to fail and, and that re- I learned that through my hockey career, but I really learned it through going through the divorce. Mm. I was married until my last year playing. Um, we split up when I came home and then, uh, we're divorced legally like during COVID. Um, but after that, after a failure of a marriage, like, and, and introspecting and like learning about myself and looking in the mirror and where yeah. could, where could I be a better person and a better husband, a better everything? Just, I want to be better when I elevate myself. I lost that fear of failure. And now it's like, dude, I don't, I don't care. Like I know that I'm going to get better immediately, yeah. you know? So, right. Um, I think that to answer your question, it's like, just don't lose the fear. Just what is you, what do you at? Yeah. Absolutely. What do you want out of life? Yeah. You get one life. What do you want to be? What does that look like? Write it down and then we'll make steps to get there. And then what happens like along the way, you wanted to be a professional baseball player. I'm sure you didn't make it, but guess what? By you working towards that goal when you were young and in high school and in college and things like that, you learned about training. Mm-hmm. You had great coaching. You learned how to coach baseball players. You learned how to do all these things that now, okay, you're not an MLB player, but did, weren't you working with an MLB guy, I right? Do. Like, I do. Right? Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah, you, yeah. So you weren't an MLB guy, but you're working with an MLB exactly. guy. And like, what? Unbelievable. How cool is that? It's, it's so awesome. by you trying to become an MLB player and put everything you had into that, studying training, studying 
at coaching philosophy mm-hmm. and psychology now that allowed you to work as closely to being an MLB player as you possibly could. Right. And that's an amazing life. It is. And that's something that I've learned too, is that when you shoot for the stars, if you work towards it, even if you miss, you're landing on the moon. Pretty sweet place to be. Right. You know? Right. And it it honestly, it it took me having very little success in college playing baseball to then come home and doing absolutely nothing for a couple years. I mean, that's when I gained all my weight and just wasn't really doing anything. Honestly, like I didn't know what my why was. I didn't know what my dreams were, anything like that. And then we reconnected in 2020 and things just kind of became a little bit clearer. We started talking and hanging out more. And it's like, damn, dude, like we might have something here. Next thing you know, like I'm, I'm getting in the gym, I'm learning about fitness, I'm learning about training. And so it almost came after my playing I don't know, career, I guess is what I would call it, that I learned the importance and honestly learned to appreciate things like the type of training that, because we do the Michael Boyle stuff as well, um, and just learning the appreciation of those things. And like you just said, like it's gotten me to the spot where I'm working with you know high-level college guys, uh, minor leaguers, and then we've got some big leaguers, which is awesome. You know, it's absolutely awesome. And then all the so, young kids too. Like so, that's just as important. And some know? of them are going to grow up to be MLB or yeah. Division yeah. One because of what you know you worked. On with them for 10 years exactly or they're gonna be better men for it even and at, I think, at minimum I think you know? yeah 100% yeah. I think that's like the big thing is because people are afraid to fail they don't try mm-hmm. and and but it's like dude whatever your goals are like l- the biggest thing you get out of having a goal and consistently working towards it is that you just elevate so many different aspects of your life your skill set just everything the way you live yeah. and then that helps you find success in other ways even if you weren't i didn't play in the nhl i played seven games of preseason but i didn't play in the nhl i didn't play you know regular season i didn't i didn't make 10 million dollars playing hockey but i'm sure as hell going to now in the doing what i'm doing and the the trajectory I'm, i'm on and the path i'm on and where i'm taking that and where i'm going and all of that and this gym and my life now it's not where i want it to be but it's in a great spot and it keeps getting better and all of that happened because I went after a goal at 100% to be an NHL hockey player. Exactly. So it's like, lose that fear of failure, guys. Lose the fear of failure. Write down the goal. Reverse engineer it. Work towards it every fucking day. And good things will happen in time. That's the other thing, too. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. People aren't patient. <sighs> yeah. They want, the, no. they want that, you know, immediate <laughs> response and the immediate results. Especially results our generation. And, exactly. Yeah. 100% especially. And especially. I see that myself daily. Right. Especially, especially myself like daily. your guys. Yeah. And, yes. and below. They social take, media makes me want it now. Me- yeah. Social yeah. media. That's, oh, the, yeah. that's the downfall of social media. Is that yeah. people, tough, dude. People, like I said, like I have coaches reach out to me all the time. I want to build an online training business like you have. I want to work with teams. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I'll, they'll pay me and I'll go over. Okay. These are the steps. These are the exact steps. One, two, three, four, one through ten. This is what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get on a call in a month or two months and they've done one out of ten. Yeah. Or zero out of ten. And I just I really want it. Dude, one through ten. Just yeah. do these yeah, right. and you're gonna start your business. Right. No, you're not gonna make as much as I'm making right now, mm-hmm. but I've been doing it for three years. Right. And and I'm not making as much as somebody who's been doing it for 10 years. Exactly. Who's better and better and better, right? So it's like, you got to start. Yeah. They, they think of it as the how to get rich in three to six months. That's not compared real. Compared to how to get real in 30 years. Right, man. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's huge. And That's time. huge. Yeah. Dude, so I'm excited to get into this next question here, a little transition. So personal transition here. So obviously, you and Kylie just got married about, what, four to five months ago in June, right? Uh, July 1st. July 1st. Cool. Awesome. So... One first question of this: How did you know that Kylie was the one, and you wanted to, to get married now with her? And then, is do you have any advice for the men currently in the current dating market, a lot of the times our age and whatnot, to then find what you guys have? That's a good question. Um, it was just different with Kylie. She like I work a lot. Like I I grind, and like people say that, and then there's people who like really do. Oh, it. you actually do. And it. Yeah. like I re- like I'm not saying it to say it. Like I do because like that's the only way I know how to be successful is like I have to give everything, and she knows that about me. She accepts that about me, um, but she also is there when I should take my foot off the gas, and I wouldn't, and I'm about to get sick, and mm-hmm. she'll make me take my foot off the gas, and. Um, we're very similar in a bunch of respects and then we're yin and yang in other respects where she makes me a better person and, and I learn a ton from her and I think she learns a ton from me and we just have this really good balance and we, we, we don't sweat the small stuff 
within our relationship, either one of us, um, which is massive. Like, you know, arguments that I've been in, in the past that everybody has with their significant other. Like if we start down that path, one of us will look at the other one and we'll just start like talking about it and laughing about it. You know, I'm like, oh my God, this is... Why, why? This is the dumbest thing ever. To, <laughs> why are we to arguing even about spend this? any energy what? on? Yeah. And and her ability to kind of have that that clarity and that like levity and like being able to like look down on situations is is awesome. Um, I don't know, man. She's just she's a special person, and uh, I'm a weirdo, and she accepts my weirdness <laughs> and and my intensity, and and so. Um, and it didn't feel like work ever. Our relationship has never, ever felt like work. And then the last thing is, like, she really believes in me. And, uh, you know, that was really important. Um, I remember saying in my first marriage when I was playing in Norway, um, which isn't, like, one of the best European leagues. It's a top league, but it's not one of the top, like, three to four leagues. Sure. And I was making decent money, not great, um, that year but it was a stepping stone to making more money in the next coming years, which, yeah. which I did. And, uh, I used to have this saying, like, I'm a Ferrari. Like I have to treat my body like a Ferrari. And I tell all my clients that mm. and what I mean is like, don't put in shitty gas and think that you're going to, the engine is going to work as, as good as it could, like yeah. a Ferrari would. And, uh, I would say it all the time. And, and I remember my ex-wife m- multiple times, like joking, but not being like, you're not a Ferrari. And, mm. and, I, and I was just, Ooh. yeah. And it, it stung. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was just like, didn't believe in me. And yeah, like, right. you know, other people along the lines, like, you want to be a trainer? I'm like, no, I don't want to be a trainer. Like, that's what other people do. I'm going to be more than that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do all these things. And when I would put in 16 hour days when I first retired and, and trying to build my business and taking on anyone, like she's the type of person that understands that grind and like Mm. where I'm going. And she believes in me. Like I could say, I'm going to spend every last dollar in our bank account because it's going to get us to where we want to be in six months or a year. And she would just be like, if you think it's the right move, let's do it. She has unwavering faith in me. And, and it's, um, it's, it's something that, I don't know. It's it's unbelievable. Why do you it's think? Why do you think that is? Just because you're, Pro- your results did you speak prove it for to it? it? Yeah. Well, I think or, probably. Yeah. You know, we've been together three years, so like, if I say something, I do it, and she yeah. sees that. Like she huge. sees that. Like if I say I'm gonna get it done, I will get it done. If yeah. I if I say you know we're gonna do this, like we go and do that. You mm-hmm. know. So I don't know. I think it's that just my actions align with the words that I tell her. Yeah. And I I think that as a female, that's probably pretty comforting from a man. Yeah. You know, is like I don't lie to her. I don't keep anything from her mm-hmm. um I'm, uh, I'm completely against like everybody's relationships different but like she knows where i stand with like like cheating and stuff like that like yeah. it's like zero tolerance like if you lose trust in a relationship you lose everything and so mm-hmm. for me like we've built the trust and we talk about trust often and mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so like you know that's another just leg that we can stand on too that we both have like that same feeling um yeah, I don't know, man. She's just awesome. I'm yeah. lucky. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That is, that is amazing, yeah. dude. So I, it, it's interesting because one thing I've seen that is a big trend right now when it comes to men is there's this thing called MGTOW, which is men going their own way. And it's a lot of men our age where they're like just writing off marriage and dating entirely. So it's interesting hearing you talk about how you're a man of your word and you hold that word. And I feel like a lot of the times these men might not be in that scenario. And now they're just thinking, oh, girls just don't like me. They went on three dates and these girls, it didn't go well. And they just gave up after that. You know, I feel like for you, you could have, you had every reason you could have just given up and said, screw it, you know? Yeah. And you didn't. Yeah. Um, Well, it's like, first of all, like, where are you looking? (laughs) Exactly. Are you going, are you going to the bar and trying to find the love of your life at 2.30 AM? Because (laughs) Anybody that's in there, for the most part, who's in there for the all majority, the time. For the majority. Sure. Not yeah. just like they go out once in a while and r- yeah. rage. Like, fine. Yeah, totally. Live. But like some, you got somebody who's at the bar every Friday night till 3 a.m. Like, is that who you want to marry? I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. But like, where are you looking? Are you on Tinder? Like the the swamp of, of online? Yeah. You know, and I did I did the online dating apps uh, yeah. um, after my my first marriage ended and I was go, you know, like trying to meet people cause I was busy and stuff like that. But it's like, all right, are you out there just trying to wheel or are you out there trying to like actually date, like to find like yep. a great person, you right. know? And right. 
this is something that I didn't understand until, you know, the last couple of years. Like, and I sound like a prude with this stuff, but it's, it's not, I just, I look, I look, I always zoom out on things like, why, why are they doing that? What, what would be the purpose of that? And like every show is about sex, Netflix, every mm-hmm. show, everybody's naked. It's about yeah. hooking up. And these yeah. shows are, are being like, targeted to like teens oh, late yeah. there teens, you go. early 20s yeah like sexual liberation and look like i wasn't i wasn't like you know a, a, a choir boy or anything you got to live and you, <laughs> and you got to like experience things but like also now as i'm older i'm realizing like dude like why is every show of like so much sex like pushed yes. into it and dumb people every netflix show is idiots with yes. no IQ and all they're talking about is hotness and sexy and has nothing to do with like actual substantial like something that has substance to it mm-hmm. right and so I think that a lot of younger people are being fed this like just bang everybody and right. like do all these things and like you know and no, con- I, no consequences for your right, action no cons- like, go ahead do right, it yeah. right and and it's just like I think now I think it's on purpose to, oh, to yeah. destroy society from, I don't know who, but, um, it's not right. Like again, live. I think you need to date a bunch of people before you get married. I think you need to see what's out there. I think you need to like learn and fail in relationships and yeah. go through hard talks before you get married. When the hard talks are like, are going to happen often for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So you need to get out there. But also like, if you're just going out to like, just bang everybody all the time, um, I, I I think that you're just being manipulated by the media. Honestly. Absolutely, yeah. It, you know? It's it's very, it's very f- like earthly based as well. Like, what do you what are you actually looking for? You're just chasing the pleasures of your flesh, and that's it. And that's all you're looking for. Because it, it's interesting because you're absolutely right. If you're actually failing in those in a good way, you know, you're g- looking for the right things. Like, okay, she didn't check that box. That box has to be checked for me. It's what it's what you said in our last episode where you made it clear that men are the leaders. That's that's what you wanted to be. That's who you that's who you are, and Kylie was all about it. Yeah, and she's all about that because your direction, again, being a man of your word, is easy to follow for her at that point in time. And I feel like a lot of men miss that. It's like, yes, okay, are is everything more promiscuous these days? Sure, you could make that argument, but are you also checking the boxes as a man? Are you handling your shit as a man? Right. You know? Are you are you looking in the mirror and doing what you need to do to also be trying to? Uh, uh, attract like a high quality human being. And, uh, I'm not saying I, I was always doing that, you know, but like the more that you focus on that is funny, actually. Like I had this, like my, my rule was after I got divorced and then, you know, healing time and then started getting back out there in the dating world. My rule for myself was as if I'm dating someone, as soon as I feel like this is not somebody I could spend the rest of my life with, I had to tell them immediately whether that was the first date, the fifth date, three months in, didn't matter. Um, and I literally did that with with anyone I dated between you know my first marriage and then and then meeting Kylie. And um, that was just a standard that I wanted to keep. Like it's like I only date one person at a time. And as soon as I think that like okay this I can't see this every day, I immediately told them. Um, I don't know. So it's just one way I did it. I'm not say it's the right way or not, but. Um, that's the way I did it. I don't know. But the, the other thing too is like, um, right before I met Kylie, I had a crazy date. I had a crazy date and it was the first date and it, it was <laughs> crazy and scary and like, like we scared, just, scary dude, bro. Like oh it was, my. it was wild. And, uh, um, so I was like, I got off. I think I maybe met this girl on Hinge or Bumble. I don't know which one it was. I got off the dating apps. I was like, I'm not going on any dates. And that was right when COVID started. So yeah. for like three months, all I did was, while well, everybody else, like most people like partied and stuff, yep. I built out the back end of my online business. Mm. And in my first month of, and I'm a, I'm literally computer illiterate guys. Like I'm embarrassing. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Ask this guy. I have to text him weekly to be like, dude, where are the videos you made for me? And they're in the same <laughs> spot every time. I don't know how to, yeah. So anyways, Matt, Matt's like, come on. Yeah. Bro, yeah. It out. So, but like <laughs> I, I spent that time, uh, co- I cooked every meal for myself for 60 straight days. I dropped like six and a half percent body fat and went from 11 to, or five and a half, 11 to six and a half. Talk about dialed. 
Yeah, and I cooked every single meal or fit flavors like fit flavors like I mm. take it out of there, mix other mm. stuff in it. Right, uh, I didn't date anybody for three months um, and uh, focused on my online training again. And I, I, I never say anything to brag. I say things to like teach people. Like I don't know, man, I did it, and I can't even use computers. And I made ten thousand dollars the first month of having online training available to the masses, you know? And I was like, whoa, whoa, right? Well, so while everybody else possible? boozing and hanging out and like whatever, like, mm. dude, I, I was grinding right. during the first couple months of COVID, which set me up to literally build this gym right, right now. Um, but the reason I was saying that is because I took that time off of dating and I, instead of being like, I'm not going to get married, screw women. I was like, I need to be better. I'm, I'm must be, I must've sent out some the wrong vibes for that one. That <laughs> the that's wrong what, people that, that liked me, apparently. Like that's what yeah. came back to me, and that's what I attracted on that one, or that I even like agreed to go on that date. Like, what was I thinking? Um, and uh, just lessons, right? Right. Just lessons, no, you know. That's all. That's Fail all. forward. Right. And right. after those three months, at the time, I was with Ghost, uh, which is a su big supplement company. I was a Ghost uh, athlete at that time, or like affiliate, not even an athlete. Uh, I put a story up. The, the CEO, my buddy Dan of Ghost, shared it. Kylie's a big Ghost athlete. Uh, she has her own supplement with Ghost. She had, Still is, she right? had, yeah, 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 no, she's big time. Um, and uh, she saw it and she DM'd me like something funny. And that's how I met Kylie. Like we started talking from that second on. There was no one else. I wasn't planning on dating for like six months. Mm -hmm. I think it was that month, like three. And we started talking, we took it slow and we talked for two weeks. And then I drove down to Nashville to take her out on our first date. And, and, you know, it was over from the first DM, but I'm like, man, if I didn't have that terrible date and then decide like, okay, what, what am I doing here? I'm going to stop and I'm going to really like focus on me for the next, like I said, six months and wound up being three when I, when I answered her DM and that, then I meet the love of my life and my wife and my life partner. And, you know, so it's like goes back to, again, just like consistently trying to elevate yourself and you attract better things. Yeah. At least that's what I've seen. That's so awesome. And, you know, that's why your whole mantra here, give more, be more, like the more you put out, the more good you put out, like it brought you something better, right. you know, for whatever reason, like you just said. You were putting out some weird voodoo vibes or something before that weird date, you know, and, and that's what came to you, you know, and you started you you started hammering down, focusing on the things you wanted to focus on while everyone else was out doing bullshit, you know, and the sheep were wearing masks. <laughs> um, and you weren't doing that, you know, and then. Kylie brought it was brought into your life, you know, and it's wow, the rest is history. I guess, I guess the girls have to DM first, though. Is that, is that <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I give her a lot of shit too now because, <laughs> like, she's you know, again, I don't care about followings, but like, truth is truth. Like, she had a big following, like, Huge. she was like over 300,000 at that time, probably. And I had like 3,000. And so I tell everybody, like, oh, how did you meet? Did Jeff reach out to you? I'm like, actually. <laughs> this big ghost athlete. I, was, I had nothing. And she reached out to me. What's up? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, it's too much. I'm assuming you split the bill as well, you know. Uh, you know yeah. Well, I took, well, first of all, when I met her, bro, she was, I mean, still, Ky Kylie is very successful. Kylie is very successful. Oh, yes. yeah. um, she does very well for herself. Um, which is amazing and, and inspirational. And I've learned a lot from her about um, branding and business mm -hmm. and some other things. Um, but honestly, like during that time, I was going through divorce, uh, paying out a bunch of money on that. Mm -hmm. um, COVID was happening. So I wasn't allowed to have a ton of people in my gym at the same time. I had to change the way I operated, all these things. I was driving to Nashville a lot this year. So like the first probably like, 10 dates like i paid for everything but dude, bro nashville's expensive oh as hell. gosh nashville. we would go to yeah. breakfast and it'd yeah, be 200 yeah. for breakfast sweet, sometimes sweet. yeah yeah, yeah and awesome. we, we were yeah. going out to eat yeah. every friggin meal because you know it's court like courtship and fun and new but you're like i'm having to take out loans for these meals oh, man, it's it's crazy. we're going to mcdonald's <laughs> so for breakfast now at, at one point she did start to pick up a bunch of the tabs though too like we'd, we'd alternate or something but that's what it's about though but but literally you know? like i was i was driving 10 hours a weekend to get there to see yeah. her you know and uh you know, like it's just so much money. <laughs> You're thinking back on it now, like, yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. But I was spending. It was the first time I had ever let a woman ever pay for anything. But yeah. like, she was absolutely killing it and successful. And I'd be spending the money to go down there on the weekends and the time. And I would lose 
two to three days a week. Like I work seven days a week. So yeah. I would also take three days a week off. So I'm missing 12 days a month mm-hmm. to, to, you know, see her more. Um, so I did let her pick up the tab a couple of times. If I, if I would have been making what I am now, she wouldn't have touched yeah, it. Sure. But, yeah, exactly. but you yeah. know, um, it is what it is. And, and she's a savage and, that shows Love both you, your buy-ins, though. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, yeah. That shows exactly. both the buy-ins early on from both you. Honestly, the fact you but that were was hard, man. That was, that was hard. It's not something I've ever yeah. done. I believe in chivalry, one hundred percent. If she touches a door, I get pissed. Yeah, get I out. literally am like, yeah. I will stop her and be like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Like, I always walk on the inside of the street. So if a car comes, I'm getting dusted oh, first. Yeah, so I can push her away. My mom just yep. like put all these things in me, and like always, the guy pays. But like, you know, if if it's go see your girl and like she's doing well and she could, you know, pay for a meal here or there and you could spend more time with her like also i think you need to lose your pride and your ego and i 100 percent uh, will make it up to her over the course of our life for those meals she bought too so <laughs> yeah i wonder if that was just uh kind of a part of the story and why this has worked out the way it has with you guys end up getting married there was something that was telling you like i have to put the pride away i have to be okay with this you know her picking up a bill here and there yeah, yeah. because i don't know maybe inherently you just knew something was different about this one yeah, I mean, well, right away I knew I knew something was different about her. There's no there's no doubt about that. She's like a, just a light. She's a special human. But um, yeah, man, I you know we all struggle with with ego being good and bad. Mm-hmm. It can be a great thing. It can also be an absolutely terrible thing. And so for me, like in times like that, I've learned to like try and set my ego aside. Sure. Um, I was also investing like t- to keep my gym running. Um, at the beginning of COVID, like I spent like $30,000. Like I, I almost drained, I almost drained what was in one of my bank accounts, pretty much did drain it, hoping to keep my business open. All these other gyms are going out of business and closing. Like, again, we talked about investing in yourself and stuff like that. Like I, I spent a ton of money to like do all these things so that I wouldn't get in trouble if the cops ever did come in, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, but it paid off big time. Yeah. You know, and so during that time, she was there to to, you know, keep our dates going while I was putting all my money into the business right. to keep mm-hmm. it going during fucking fake ass COVID. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I think me being able to put my ego aside allowed us to see each other four times, four weekends a month instead of two, because we didn't miss a weekend for a year. Wow. Long distance. Wow. We saw each other every single weekend. Either she came here. Or I went there. And uh, putting my ego aside, I got to see her more, and we're married now, so it obviously worked. It's still not easy. It's not something I talk about often because deep down I am still like, fuck, dude, I wish I could have paid for everything, you know? Um, And I paid for a lot of it, but not everything, And and, but, you know, helps having a woman who's a savage. Right? (laughs) It doesn't hurt. It's a nice little (laughs) add-on. Dude, that's just, it's just incredible because, uh, again, you don't don't hear a lot of stories of the buy-in like that because... You guys genuinely, those t- first ten dates, even going to Nashville. I mean, I don't, I don't know many guys or girls who would do the opposite thing. You know what I mean? And so, I, I really feel like one thing in our generation, especially social media and the fleeting type of thing, that's important to take away from that message is don't be afraid to have a little buy-in. If you feel something there, if you feel you're like, this girl is different. You know, this guy is different. Take, take a few chances yeah. and see how it works out, you know, and learn from it. Yeah. I mean, get off the damn dating apps, like do it in, do, right. it, do it for real, do it in person, have real conversations, you know, like it's, it's not, it's okay if like, that's what you have to do to like meet somebody yeah. like for real, like not Tinder and you're just looking to, to, you know, smash and be an idiot Tinder especially, or whatever, that's the, that's you know, the place, get off yeah. Tinder, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, then it's like all in person, like, like have dates, go out. Like also those are also working, working on your social skills, your ability to talk in uncomfortable situations, like your ability to talk to new people, putting yourself out there, being uncomfortable, sweaty armpits, all that stuff. Like especially sweaty armpits. Yeah. Especially that part. I've never had that. Doing all those things that are awkward and like, like they're going to make you better in other things. Speaking at work, speaking in front of your boss, you know, talking in front of a group at, 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 in your business, like whatever it is, like getting uncomfortable and doing those things more often, they're going to make you a better person for sure. Yeah, I I love that. I know. I, I love it, bro. I I could hear you talk about Kylie all day long, dude. Your, <laughs> your relationship is unbelievable. I was telling him upstairs too. I was like, whenever we go through your guys' stories, it's just it's so clear because 
the way you guys look at each other, the way you guys act around each other, the way you guys talk about each other to other people as mm. well. You're, you're not spilling some tea that might be going on behind the scenes as you shouldn't. Right. And it, it gives a really good baseline. Even that, along with the training stuff you do, you also give a good baseline for younger people that they're like, relationships are still real. Marriage is oh, still yeah. real. Oh, and I, got, I have to say, like, I'm, I'm really good friends with uh, Jillian and Jason Tedesco, who own Fit Flavors. Heard, I've um, heard great things about them. They're, they're, yeah. am, they're amazing people. And I've learned so much about, like, a healthy marriage from being around them a lot since COVID. Um, they never, ever say a bad word or, or, or denigrate or chirp each other in front of anyone ever. Like, mm-hmm. I've known them for close to four years now like 3.9 years or something and uh to be exact and you know like i've just learned so much about like the work that it takes to be in a good marriage and the things you need to do the sacrifice um the things not to do you know and and so having them as as friends and role models in the relationship category has also been you know really nice too yeah so even you guys have those role models too. Oh my god, which is cool Dude, because 100%. we look at you guys. You're looking to someone else too. You know, a hundred percent. I mean, you should always have role models. Somebody who's you doing it to. better than you. I don't yes. care who you are. Somebody's doing what you do better than. Oh, you I don't want world. to learn from somebody else. Yeah, what? Right. <laughs> no shit is that. Yeah, yeah that's garbage. An idiot. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jeff, we appreciate the hell out of you coming on again. I mean, this, as you know, this was a big episode for us, and um, we wanted to do something special, and I think we accomplished that in a big way. So we appreciate you coming on for 100. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time that we have you on as well. More than likely. Exactly, yeah. yep. exactly. And yep. we thank you for uh, letting us raid your brand new gym here. I mean, this is sweet, dude. Yeah. This is sweet. Hell yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have to get uh, you guys coming over one day for a workout and get some footage for you guys. Absolutely. Socials and we'll have I, I would fun. hate that. And <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would absolutely hate that. Sounds hard. And rip that. down yeah. here. But, but you, you work out too hard. Yeah. But, yes. but, I mean, seriously, guys, like I, I've told so many people this. I've been on probably 200 podcasts other podcasts Mm -hmm. uh uh, than my own um since i started mine five years ago and you guys by far are the the most dialed like i've been on some massive like massive massive podcasts you guys are the most dialed you guys are so good at what you do um you know keep fucking growing keep going stay consistent like just keep fucking doing it keep putting it out there keep having on amazing guests what's up um (laughs) and and and, that's for sure and and don't stop because not only is it about like trying to grow your podcast but dude like the people that i've had on have taught me so much like i i'm so much better at business at life at relationships from having conversations with hundreds and hundreds of people I would have never met mm-hmm. that excel at something, which is why we had them on. And so I'm just excited for you guys to keep going. And, and here's to the next hundred boys. That's right. Thank you. That's dude. right. I really appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. And we've had Matt Joe with us here the whole time too, behind Woo! the cameras, Matt, we appreciate you. Work. Money yeah. Mitch, we appreciate the hell out of you as well, brother. So guys, that's episode 100. Until next time, peace and love. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.